All right, if you're ready, I'm ready. Sure, go for it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 146th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have Travis. Yeah, you might think that I'm the only guest on the show, but I actually brought my friend with me. His name is Red, but but don't worry, he doesn't talk too much. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Just Travis, I, and Red. He's just He just wrote down three periods and a piece you just wrote an ellipsis on a piece of paper next to me <laughs> your jokes get worse as as the show goes on really i thought that one was pretty good that uh, was pretty decent i guess what was the though i think the one last week was way better the one where i wrote a poem about how much gen 3 sucks yeah yeah that one is super good uh, that was super good. If you are a new listener to It's Super Effective, welcome. Uh, this is the premiere Pokemon. This is the premiere ball of Pokemon podcasts. <laughs> you have to listen to 10 other podcasts to get one episode of ours. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, and uh, we're running on the show a little bit differently today. We're going to do, we're going to start off with some news like we always do. And then our middle segment is going to be Pokemon of the Week. Uh, we were kind of expecting more Gen 3 Hoenn remake stuff, but we got nothing in the last seven days. So uh, we're, we're moving Pokemon of the Week to the middle part of the show, and uh, then we are going to do some iTunes reviews, because we promised at one point in time that we would read your iTunes reviews, so we're going to do that this episode. Uh, I don't think anything else. Travis, do you have anything to say before we... News it what up. About, what about Google Play reviews? <laughs> Do we have any of those? I don't. I might not know what Google Play is. <laughs> I I know we are in the Windows marketplace. I don't know if they take reviews. But if they do, we could possibly read those if somebody was to screenshot them and send them to me. Because God knows we're not going to the Windows marketplace. God knows I would not buy a Windows device to find out. Uh, well, let's jump to some news. We have a, not a lot of news, honestly. Uh, we we have news regarding Legos. That's our first bit. Um, it's new to me. Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal is here. I just found this right before we started. Uh, Mashable.com. Very well-known site for social media stuff. Uh, anyways, must have been a slow news week for them because uh, some... Unofficial Lego Pro, as they say, Dan McCormick used Legos to create Pokemon characters. Let me let me link Travis here so we can talk about these pieces of art together. Uh, so our first Lego creation, 
and we should probably put this in the show notes or something so you guys can see. But I, I believe if you just search yeah. Pokemon Lego, it's going to be like the first hit. Uh, uh, he made a Tentacruel. I don't know why anyone would opt to make that Pokemon. Well, you see them so much that, that you really get an idea of their their build. <laughs> no pun Shape. intended. Yeah, like, I mean, you could try to do like a smear goal, but how often do you even see that? You know, that's true. You're going to get, you're going to get the tail wrong. You're going to think that it's thinner than it actually is. And then you look and that little paintbrush of a tail is just, just way thicker than you thought. <laughs> you don't see him. That's true. Uh, we have a RK nine, a little, a little on the thin side here, but, uh, the Arcanine, you said this was a pro. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's what Mashable said. Yeah. I guess I'll be the judge of that. The Paris is much more, uh... The, the Paris is pretty spot on. This guy must have had a, a surplus of orange Legos here. What happened to that Charizard's head? <laughs> Moving on, we have a Charizard, which is probably the the least... The It's not good. Someone needs to help that Charizard! <laughs> it's like, uh... It's, it's hard to explain on an audio-only podcast. It's, it's like, so the neck is too long, first of all, but then the connection between the head and the neck is just... Folks might be familiar with Nearly Headless Nick of the Harry Potter films. <laughs> it's like Nearly Headless Nick, but Nearly Headless Charizard. <laughs> I thought they were going for like just the Charizard getting his chin up there. It's not what I'm seeing. Uh, I've seen you, a Charizard that's about to be decapitated. <laughs> how do you feel about the Rhydon, which is the next Pokemon? Looks like he needs a hug. Looks like he wants a hug. I mean, I feel like he used a lot of Legos here. Very yeah. impressive. That okay. one's cooler. Uh, we also He also did a Pinsir, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the stuff of nightmares. But it it's not a, it's not a bad representation of Pinsir, but something in the... I don't know, the eyes. <laughs> uh, uh, we also have a victory bell, which is pretty good. I the wanted, victory bell is very nice. It's probably on, it's probably competing with Paris for being the best of the, of mm. the two here. Uh, we also have a Magnemite, which is kind of a cop-out, pretty easy to replicate, I feel. I, I wouldn't be, still wouldn't be able to do that. No? What? Steve, when I was a child and I was working with Legos, I had no idea what I was what I was supposed to do. I just don't have the, um, what do you call it? The spatial. There's a word. Reasoning. Yeah. Spatial reckoning. To, to really, to really be able to figure out how to make the things that I wanted, the things that were in my head. So I just took the wheel parts and just connected a whole bunch of wheels together, and I was like, it's the perfect machine because if it gets tipped over. There's more wheels on that side that can go too. I mean, there's there's some creativity behind that, I would suppose. The creativity was in thinking up a purpose for this completely useless thing I had created. So your parents steered you away from being an architect. <laughs> I think I steered myself away. Pretty pretty safe bet there. Yeah. Uh, this might be on par for competing with being the worst of the yeah, I thought you were going to say the best, and I was going to disagree heavily. Uh, we have a Zapdos really <laughs> struggling for life here. 
It's it's just got like uh, like Tie Fighter wings. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird that this was all done by the same person because he has yeah. like like the Paris and the Victory Bell are outstanding, but the Zapdos yeah. is not. And I should be clear that I wouldn't be able to do any of this, and I think I'll, even the bad ones are impressive. Um, it's just that some of these Pokemon just do not lend themselves to the translation into Lego, and Zapdos <laughs> is definitely one of them. Or at least a Zapdos of this size. He didn't use that many Legos in order to create yeah. it. Unlike the Rhydon or the Victory Bell. Right, yep. The Marowak is pretty good. Uh, I feel like the eyes are a little creepy, but... Yeah, the colors are a little off in the in the skull, I feel like, which makes the eyes terrifying. He was probably wor- working with what he had. He probably didn't yeah. purchase... I mean, when you're a Lego pro, you don't really have that many Legos. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And then finally, to wrap up the Mashable article, we have a Venusaur. Um, I saw this on Tumblr. There was a a Blastoise at one point, but not in in this article. It wasn't very good, though. (laughs) The the Venusaur is much better, but still a little creepy. Yeah. Still a little creepy. So that's uh, a good start to an audio-only podcast describing... (laughs) A bunch of things you can't see. Hey, do you want to do a podcast where we just play Draw My Thing? <laughs> Pictionary podcast? Yeah. Audio-only Pictionary podcast, yeah. of course. Uh, we should start some kind of game show podcast, like Good Job Brain. We could probably hit a market that they're not hitting. Let's let's do, uh, let's do a charades podcast. <laughs> we could do like a... Like a Monopoly or a Settle- Settlers of Catan podcast where we just talk about the, the rolls we did and how many moves. <laughs> the dice comes up as a seven. That means we're going to be removing the robber again. Now, the strategy would be to block the six on the forest, given that Steve has an advantage by getting two logs a turn every time six is rolled. But we'll see if Travis is smart enough to see that play. <laughs> I think it's doable. It's for all you Settlers of Catan fans out there. I think it's doable. I mean... I feel like you would almost need a narrator to go along with the people playing. Here's a thought. People used to just listen to baseball on the radio. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I just had, I th- it's doable, Travis. It's doable. They, they just had to believe that what the announcer was telling them was actually actually happening. I mean, people listen to NASCAR, which is a lot. Really? Of, <laughs> yeah, on the radio. My dad used to when I was a... I mean, I'm sure... <sighs> I'm sure he still does. I don't obviously live with him, but when I was a child, <laughs> I would hear the races on the radio, and it was like, ah, they're turning left. They're still turning left. <laughs> <laughs> in in TCG news, which is which is something we I wouldn't want to do an audio podcast only of because that would be a lot harder to explain. There's a lot of math going on in in, in the TCG, but more importantly, there are. New products coming out, like there always is every three months. Uh, this is the Elite Trainer Deck Shield, which will be released on August 13th. That's uh, the EDTS. ETDS. <laughs> the ETDS. That's coming out with the new release of Furious Fist, which is the next set after Flame Wars or Flame Country. I'm not sure what that last set was called. Uh, flame country flash that, fire flash fire that was when the flame country attacked <laughs> uh, um so these are tins that can uh that a deck can actually fit inside so they're like aluminum deck boxes 
And they come with two booster packs. Doesn't say which ones. Uh, but they will have either Exertia, Civitel, Mega Charizard X, or Mega Charizard Y featured on the cover. Uh, more Charizard love for us after uh, Flashfire has been released. And, um, and after I, we got two spinoff anime about Charizard. <laughs> right. Uh, according to Poke Beach, these, <laughs> these types of deck tints uh, were released back in 2004. So I guess it's not a new thing for, for the series. Uh, also, we're getting another Elite Trainer box for those of you who are not in TCG about... A year ago, Pokemon started doing Elite Trainer boxes. They're kind of like the Magic the Gathering starter boxes. Instead of just buying like oh, a, okay. instead of just buying like a deck and some boosters, they kind of like get you a whole bunch of boosters and some ca- damage counters and better. Right. It's to get you started. Um, but this trainer box will come with eight Furious Fist packs, so eight, eight booster packs. It'll come with sixty-five Mega Lucario sleeves if you want to. Hmm. sleeve up your deck in Mega Lucario. It also comes with 45 energy cards, again, obviously for people to get started if they don't have any energy. It also comes with six dice, a coin flip coin, and uh, two acrylic condition markers, which would be poison and burn. And uh, there you go. So before this, was there a way to get energies on their own as a, without resorting to the secondary market? Uh, no, actually, there was a, a point in time where you would get one energy with a booster pack, and that's right. why booster packs used to be 11 cards, but then they just... I don't know if they went on a budget or anything, but then they went down to 10 cards, no energy, unless it was a special energy, you had a chance of getting that. But as for like Fairy and Steel, no one ever had those. Those were always like, you go to the secondary market, or... Or and so you, had, you probably had to pay a lot for those, right? Uh, no. You have a lot in your deck. Uh, not, not really. You could, I mean, you would probably pay, you know, 4 or $5 plus shipping off, like, Troll and Toad or Cool Stuff Inc. to pick up a couple energies. Yeah. Or you can get, like, you can usually get, like, bulk old energies off eBay for, like, 30 bucks and get, like, 700 energies that you would possibly never use, but... Um, this trainer box is sounding like the... It actually sounds a lot like the... The Magic the Gathering fat packs, which were like, it, it's a similar thing where it, like, it would come with a whole bunch of lands and something to carry uh, cards in and, and a whole bunch of packs. That's what it sounds a lot like. Yeah. I don't know if like Yu-Gi-Oh! or anything does those kind of boxes, but it's good to see like Pokemon has like kind of realized that market of trying to get new people in. Because it does suck when you're just buying booster packs and you're trying to make like a fairy deck and there was no way to really get fairies without buying specific theme decks before. And it seems like it's a definite um, nod in, in the direction of people who focus on it as a game, you know, the game part of trading card game as opposed to um, just the trading and collecting. Like, here's a thing for those of you who want to get started in playing the game as opposed to collecting the cards. Right, 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 right. Definitely. Um to flip gears into the video game side of thing, uh, actually this morning, if I'm not mistaken, seven uh, seven online battles have been announced for throughout the year. Um, yeah, I saw that. So we just finished... Dude, is this one counted? No, this one doesn't count. But we just finished the International Challenge for May. And then f- 
in June, in June through the sixth to the eighth, we have the Think Fast Battle Competition, uh, which is a single, which is single battles. I don't know if the Think Fast means anything, but um, maybe you just maybe you, you gotta you only got five seconds for each decision. You gotta <laughs> go. Yeah, so that's single battles, which is pretty cool. I don't know. Did we ever have single battle battles official before with Pokemon? Or was has it always it been? Might double? be the first time, or there might have been another. Um, there might have been another online competition that was singles, but at least the vast, vast majority of official competitions have been double battles. Even the first VGC was was double battles. Um, after that, in late June, it doesn't say when, but uh, there's a the 2014 International Challenge for June, so no dates there. I'm assuming that's going to be double battles again. Right. Are you going to partake? In any of these? Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, I'll get to the one I might partake in uh, as we go down mm. the list. But there, the first problem is, of course, I need time. You, you would need time to prepare for one of these. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the later ones I will possibly partake in. Uh, so in July, we're going to have an Eevee-friendly match. Uh it says name to be determined, so I'm not. It doesn't say date either. So, do you think that's where everyone just uses EV evolutions? Does it? Wait, I don't have. I I lost the link. Is it e, like capital E capital V or just E E V E? It's E V as in the Pokemon. Uh. Hmm. Yeah, because the the prior tournaments that have had the the friendly moniker were. Or the winter friendly, or the spring friendly, or or something like that. I bet this is the Eevee friendly, the Eevee friendly match. Um, I don't know. They might be pushing Eevee so hard that you maybe like need an Eevee in your team, but that seems unlikely. Maybe it's just that's the theme of the tournament, regardless of whether or not you need to do it. Yeah, because they've maybe they've they've ran out of seasons to call it because <laughs> they did it all last year. If so. you if you're required to have one Eevee, wouldn't everyone pick Sylveon? Like that's like the go to choice right now in this format. It's it's good, um, but there's a lot of options. Um, Umbreon is always good. Um, Vaporeon is less used now than it, than it was in prior generations, um, but I still think it's definitely viable. Um, and Espeon with Magic Bounce, it, it's not that common in like higher level play, but a lot of folks like that mechanic, so they would probably put it in there. Okay. Okay, we have another Think Fast competition in August. Uh, it's classified as Double Battle. I wonder if that really is. Like, you just have to make your decisions quickly. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, you have, what, 15 seconds in a match right now to make a decision? Uh, I would guess more than that. I thought it was 15. I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a minute, actually. Yeah, because 15 seems, seems pretty quick. Especially considering, like connection lag and stuff like that so if we were to guess think fast what do you what do you think would be at like a 10 second kind of thing or uh i don't know i mean i feel like when i when i did battle competitively i made most of my decisions within like 10 seconds yeah me too but that that's probably why i'm bad (laughs) (laughs) you're not playing mind games enough maybe um in the fall and this is what I might participate in. It is a fairy type cut cup. That would be cool. So it looks like 
what I'm assuming just by the name is fairy only Pokemon. I think that's really cool. Um, then all, all while is just running rampant there because <laughs> it's the only also mega? steel type. Yeah, because it's steel type, which is super effective against fairies. Is there a. Oh, right. And it's, oh, no. Gardevoir is also. Oh, okay. Fairy yeah, mega. Yeah. I get Gardevoir. What is Fairy Week against again? Fire? It's. it's it, it, so steel and poison are super effective against it. Um, they also both resist fairy, if I'm not mistaken. And fire also resists fairy. Got it. And then finally, also in the fall, uh, we have a. It's, the battle is called Halloween Party. Name to be determined. You gotta have all Gorgeist. <laughs> uh, you have to have a Grimer, a Muck, a Pumpkaboo, a Gorgeist. A- and then strangely a Spinda. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really get that. He's, he's the party I'm, crasher. It's one of the game freak higher ups decided that was the scariest Pokemon. Now if I were to actually read my own articles, it's uh, in, below in the comments it actually has what these are. <laughs> oh, well... Uh, I think we spent like 20 minutes talking about how much we didn't know. Yeah, uh, so the Think Fast competition. Single battles will test players' quick thinking. Each round is limited to 10 minutes. 30-second preview of the opponent's Pokemon. 15 uh. seconds to choose each move. There we go. Uh, only Eevee and its evolved forms can participate in the Eevee-friendly wow. match. There we go. Oh, it's a, this is a rotation battle. Interesting. So no thank you there. <laughs> rotation battles are so complicated. <laughs> I am not smart enough to play rotation battle. Um, the July All-Star Battle will use the double battle format. Up to two legendary and mythical Pokemon can be included on a team. Oh, that's interesting. And because because normally you, you're not going to have the uh, your, your requazas, your so what are the what are the two best legendary Pokemon that you could possibly use? Ooh, I mean, Arceus is nice just because of its versatility. Um, uh, then maybe I don't know. Attack Deoxys can be really nice if you have bulkier Pokemon to uh, actually, yeah, yeah. Attack one of the more offensive Deoxys can be really nice if you have a bulkier Pokemon to. Defend with it. Rayquaza can be really good. Lugia is fantastic with multi-scale. I don't know. They all sort of fill their own their own niches. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out because um, the only format that people normally play with those very, very high up legendary Pokemon is the fan-created category of Ubers, which is just any Pokemon is allowed. And in that instance these Pokemons end up revolving around each other, right? So uh, because there's not that many Pokemon used that high up, the the movesets for that people have designed for those Pokemon are based on seeing are based on what other Pokemon you see, much more so than than the lower tiers. I mean it's similar to OU, but I would even say that uh, it's more so an Uber. So um you know, something might carry an ice beam just because of Rayquaza or something like that, where um, in this format where you're only having two of them, that's going to shake things up a little bit, and you're going to have a lot of more Pokemon that will be more often seen in, in um, more common competitive play. So it'll be interesting to see 
what niches the legendary Pokemon play when they're not pitted against solely other legendaries. Got it. Now, a lot of people play the that on um, Pokemon Showdown, or right? right? Do you are, are are is the limit two or is it just all six? In Ubers, it can be the it can be all six. It could be none of them as well if you wanted, but. Uh, Ubers is just there's no restrictions on what Pokemon you I'm, choose. I'm assuming then the showdown community is going to make a separate category to kind of fit these. They usually do, yes. So we'll probably see in like an all-star category and where people yeah. will try to start practicing. I wouldn't be surprised if it's already been created. <laughs> uh, in August, the Think Fast competition for doubles will require players to go into battle without seeing a preview of their opponent's team. Uh, each player will also, each player can only have one Pokemon in reserve for a total of three Pokemon per side in each battle. I'm not sure what that exactly means. Wait, Goomba. Oh, without without seeing a preview, that's really cool. Team preview. A lot of people think Pokemon competitive play really took a hit when you lose the, or when you gain the team preview. Um, each player can only have one Pokemon in reserve. Three per side each battle. Yeah, I don't really know what that... Oh, it's double battle, but it's a 3v3 double battle. So the whole in-reserve thing just refers to one Pokemon that's that's not being thrown out at the very beginning. Oh, got it. And then... The Fairy Cup this fall is limited to fairy-only Pokemon. <laughs> And uh, you weren't too far off, Travis, the special competition for the Halloween <laughs> season. Uh, oh, only ghost type. is only ghost type, and every battle box must include a Gorgeist. What? <laughs> That's awesome! That's really cool. I love Gorgeist so much. I think the last two are something I definitely want to compete in. Uh, definitely the last one. Super. Uh, so a lot of people have been focusing on Trevenant a lot in terms of a bulky pivot type Pokemon, sort of a defensive thing as well. Because of Harvest being uh, one of its abilities and just because of its natural bulk. Also the other ability it gets is natural cure, which is good too. But of the duo, I I just prefer Gorgeist more. I think Gorgeist is a cooler looking Pokemon. Um, and so I, I've used that a lot as well just because I like Gorgeist. And I think Super Size Gorgeist ha- definitely has a, a a spot to fill in in terms of uh, physically defensive Pokemon with Will-O-Wisp's Shadow Sneak um, two other moves. I forgot what I... <laughs> oh, I had, I had Pain Split on there and I forgot what the fourth move was. Um, but Super Size Gorgeist's um, physical bulk is 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 nothing to, uh, to to snuff at. Is that what you say? I don't know. It's good. It's good. It makes me think that a lot of people are going to be running Mega Gengar for this uh, ghost type thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Or Mega Banette, but I don't think he's as good. Definitely not. Mega Banette is hard to use because the Prankster only... I might be wrong, but I believe the, the Prankster only activates the turn after you go into Mega because you're not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll take... In the same way that your speed is determined, 
the turn order is determined before the mega evolution happens. So like say you end up being faster after the mega evolution, you'll still go second on that first turn that you mega evolve because it's calculated based on the pre mega evolve. The speed to do um, the mega evolve. Right. Exactly. The same thing is at play here with Mega Manette having Prankster as its mega ability. That doesn't come into play until the turn after because the turn order is decided by the unmega evolved Pokemon. Couldn't, so couldn't you mega evolve and protect and then be fine to prankster the next turn? Yes, you could. There we go. See? I know one stuff, thing when it comes to battling. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a way to go, but you are forfeiting another move spot, which with a Pokemon with Prankster is 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 tough to do. It's tough to squeeze in something like that. Right. But yeah, that would be a good idea. There we go. Another good idea is that we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll do any final thoughts on these tournaments, and then we'll tackle our Pokemon of the week. bring you some more pokemon talk there was no gen 3 news at all this week so it's kind of surprising because with how limited how much limited how much limited how little information we were given about the gen 3 remakes as of the announcement and the second video i don't know i was sort of expecting a little more this week yeah i thought we would at least get one or two things i'm sure like the Day we're recording this on Monday. I'm sure Tuesday morning right. we're gonna get something, and then everyone will complain that they have to wait a whole week to hear us complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so instead, uh, because we didn't get any Gen Three news this week, Travis picked out the best Pokemon from the third generation. I definitely did. And before the bef- during our break, we were talking about how to pronounce it, pronounce this Pokemon's name. Obviously, I am pronouncing it wrong. Uh, but that Pokemon is Numel. Here's the thing. I told you that Numel was the right one. Oh, is and it? And I scrolled down on the Bulbapedia page and went to the name origin, and it says Numel is a combination of num and camel. So, so, so the shoes on the other pokey foot. Wait, the, the, the so running shoes are on the other foot because normally I'm the one that sa- says it wrong. But it seems that in this instance, that Numel, which was your guess was correct fair enough i was just gonna say it right and then continue saying it wrong (laughs) as i do with most names like bedaryl numel is a camel pokemon it's an adorable one at that so uh numel was introduced in gen 
three, our f- only camel Pokemon besides its evolution, uh, Camerupt. Camel. Corrupt. I usually say Camerupt. Camerupt. And uh, should I read something about it? I'll read something about it. All right, you read something about it. Nummel, as we've learned that it's not Numel. Nummel is a yellow quadruped Pokemon that resembles a dromedary camel with a volcano-like hump on its back. The hump is green at the very top and fades out into yellow with small green spots. It contains magma of almost 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit. A female will have a bigger hump than a male. It has bangs on the top of its head, sleepy eyes with brown circles around them, and short stubby legs. Nummel is a very strong Pokemon, having served humans for many years with its ability to carry heavy loads of up to 220 pounds. However, it slows down when wet and cannot stand when it is hungry. Due to its dull wits, it does not notice when it's been hit. Nummel lives on volcanic mountains. (laughs) There's so much that just happened in that paragraph. Yeah, we learned a lot about Nummel today. Uh, I like that it described the tuft on its head as bangs. Right. Uh, well, isn't so? Let's let's tackle the the hump. Mm-hmm. Let's that, tackle the hump. That, hump tackle. <laughs> that is it's, it's hump day. <laughs> that is how camels are in real life, right? The female has a bigger hump than males. You certainly know more about camels than I. I <laughs> I mean, leave it to Pokemon to at least match somewhat of how nature works. <laughs> Uh, and then they uh, they go ahead and insult it and, and say it's dumb, and then it doesn't know when it gets hit. <laughs> yeah. Is this like the slow poke of Gen 3? I guess, but with a unique type, type combination. Yeah, so for our listeners, Nubble, 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 Numel uh, is fire ground. Nubble. Right. And... Uh, Nose eruption, I know that. That's probably like the best move it learns. Right? Yeah. Um and its evolution can use that with, with choice scarf. And its evolution is still really, really slow. So even with choice scarf, it's not gonna outspeed much, but on the off chance that it does, and it can sort of be used in a double battle if if you anticipate that both of your opponents are gonna be attacking the other Pokemon, um you can get off a really powerful eruption, um, which is a fun thing to do. Uh it's like yeah, it's it's a special attacking ground type, which is uncommon as well so you're gonna want to go with earth power over earthquake do you like do you like that trade-off for it being fire type do you like how its special attack is the more dominant one it would honestly be a lot better if it were a physical pokemon i think yeah it really could use earthquake i see i see uh shiny wise one of the cooler shinies instead of Mm -hmm. being uh a yellow and a green it's more of a brown and a blue Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting, and uh, trivia wise, a blue volcano. I've never <laughs> seen a green volcano for that matter. Maybe it's like supposed to be like uh, Mount Fuji, Mount Everest. That one's, that one's supposed to be pink or purple. Uh, maybe is it the the? I said like I said Mount sunset. Everest as like Mount Everest being a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a mountain. Uh, trivia for you. Uh, no other Pokemon have the same type combination as uh, these these two Pokemon, these two camels. Uh, Ability-wise, we have Oblivious or Simple, and then the hidden ability is Own Tempo. Does that stay the same when it evolves? I do not believe it does. I think one of them is... F- oh, we have three new abilities. Uh, so we have 
Magma Armor, Solid Rock, or Anger Point? Anger Point is sort of silly. Anger Point maximizes the attack stat of the Pokemon with his ability when it when they are hit by a critical hit. Anger Point activates even if the Pokemon is behind a substitute. And so, then in Gen 5, Anger Point no longer works if a Pokemon is behind yeah. a substitute. Yeah, so that, uh, that in more specific terms, it will bring your attack up the full the full six stages. So, for instance, Swords Dance brings it up two stages at a time, so you can only use it three times before you're maxed out. With Anger Point, if a Pokemon with Anger Point happens to be with a critical hit and survive, it has its attack stat brought up six levels, which is sort of funny for Camera Up, given that it has good physical attack, but not... Oh, it does have Earthquake. I guess it is... Well, its special attack is a little higher, but it actually has a respectable physical attack of 100, so so I get zero points for this episode. <laughs> Speed sitting at a solid 40. Yeah. Would you... I, I can't imagine most people would use Anger Point over Solid Rock or Magma. Solid Armor. Rock. Is, solid Rock is, is the best option here. Anger Point is very, very good in the like the very minuscule situations where it pays off. It's one of those things where you know that you're just hoping for that one instance where where camera up's just gonna get bulked up, <laughs> but, go to but town. and also happen to not die the next turn when it's slower than everything because it has a speed stat of forty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I, I I would trick room is that a viable option? It could be uh, more so in doubles. Right, right, right. Yeah, just because we're on the topic of camera up now it's shiny it's pretty cool camera up is normally like red oh it is cool red with like blue circles but the shiny he's like black with yellow circles right it really makes you like think why certain shinies like pikachu are just like oh it's just a, a little browner and you can't even tell yeah yeah it's it's strange because there, yeah, there's really no consistency in the the level of difference between the shinies. It would make sense if all of them were slightly different, or all of them were vastly different, but that's definitely not the case. I can't like I can't imagine anyone being mad if they like made certain shinies better, like Pikachu. Like I don't know what yeah. color or what I would want to see out of him. Didn't didn't they do that? Didn't they change Pikachu's shiny in this? In, in Gen 6? Did they? I feel like they did. Uh, well, doesn't, he says Pika now when he comes, when you see him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they changed his yeah. voice. Speaking of voice changes, do you think there's only going to be any soundbite enhancements for your, this remake? Camera Up's definitely coming out going, Camera Up! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would have more fun if they actually said their names when they came out. I, I think I would, too. I would probably um, be consistently laughing. I don't have much nostalgia anymore for the if if I ever did for the um for the the cries you know with like I'm I sort of did before but once I heard Pikachu say Pika coming out it's it's much more adorable than than just the cries I think um I mean I like even the anime doesn't tackle right. all Pokemon right right some of them 
have just they just go or the, <laughs> the the Reggies in Pokemon have the most terrifying sound. I I can't remember. I think it's Registeel might have the strangest one, or maybe it's Regice. But they go like. Why would you not want that in the game? It's sort of in the game. That's sort of just what all Pokemon sound like, but it's really jarring when <laughs> those exist in a world where other Pokemon just say their name and then a Registeel comes out and you, and you expect it to just be like, Registeel. And then... <laughs> <laughs> well, like we saw Rayquaza in the movie and he doesn't say his name. He just kind of roars. We will now. What if Rayquaza just had the most soothing voice if you just got to know him? If you just took the time to know him? <laughs> like a very white kind of voice. Rayquaza. Mm, I just think of like when Barry White was in The Simpsons and they were like trying to get all the snakes to gravitate <laughs> <laughs> towards the speakers. And then I think of then I think of Rayquaza. Um <laughs> Yeah. So uh Cam- camera up, Nummel. Would you use them on your team? I have used a camera up on a trick room doubles team before. It wasn't stellar, but it was fun because I do like camera up as a Pokemon and Nummel. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're the they're the the saving hope in Gen three. Yeah. Is there another Gen three Pokemon you want to give a shout out to? There, there are actually a lot of cool Pokemon in Gen three. I, I kid. Um, Ralts, I, I like a lot. Um, you know, I'm trying to think without looking at a list of them, but the Abra of Gen Three, yeah. And I, I know a lot of people like its evolutions more more than Ralts itself, but um, but I think Ralts is just adorable. Let me let me scroll through these Gen Three Pokemon though. Um, Mystery Dungeon Two made me like Grovile for a while, but that sort of died <laughs> down. Uh, I really like Shiftry. I think Shiftry is a really cool Pokemon. Um, has with chlorophyll, it, it can be can be really cool as well. It's just I think it looks cool and terrifying. Was Torkoal in Gen three? I like Torkoal yes, a lot. Yes, Tor- Torkoal is cool. That was a pretty cool. I take believe on that's a, Gen three. I, it was a really cool take on a turtle. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of the legendaries in Gen three as much as there's like twenty of them. Um, I really like Groudon and Rayquaza is cool too. There you go. Yeah, I do remember that in Gen Three. How many, how many legendaries they introduced compared to Gen One and Gen Two? I guess Gen Four has more. Oh, really? Let me see. Gen Four has Yuxi, Mesprit, Azelf, Dialga, Palkia, Heatran, Regigigas, Giratina, Cresselia, Fioni, Manaphy, Darkrai, Shaman, Arceus. So that's what did I count? Like nineteen or something? <laughs> yeah, that was about right. <laughs> And then for Gen 3, it's, it's Regirock, Regice, Registeel, Latias, Latios, Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, Jirachi, Deoxys. Get that Jirachi. So, that is Jirachi. that one the Wishmaker? Yeah, Jirachi's the Wishmaker. Yeah, Jirachi's Celebi the is the Time Traveler. No one likes Celebi. I like Celebi. What does Shaman do? Uh, he's like a dog, and then he turns into a shrub. So the other ones... that. Like, traveling through time is 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 cool. Making wishes come true—that's even cooler. Because you, you know, like you, you could, could just wish for time travel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Shaman is, uh, and you're telling me Shaman is is just a hedgehog that turns into a flying dog. <laughs> I mean, it's being shown up by its predecessors. Mew is just the, the evolutionary predecessor to all Pokemon, so a lot of mad props have to go to that little uh, embryo cat. <laughs> and Meloetta, Meloetta can dance, and and I can't, so I I have to respect that. Yeah, we should do like an all legendary show where we just kind of break apart. Have we already done that? We've had a lot of episodes of this show. No, I think we just say duh, cry a lot. And then like, it's duh, cry. And that kind of gets by of what we, what we have. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that kind of sums up Pokemon of the week. And uh, hopefully you guys like camels more. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break and then we got some iTunes reviews that you guys left us. Some are questions, some are just statements. They're all pretty funny, I guess. You guys are funnier than us for the most part. Uh, I mean, we did make the dark ride joke, so nothing's going to really top that. But when we'll be back, when we come back, we'll uh, go through your iTunes reviews. It's dark ride. are back from our break to uh, go over some user reviews that you guys left us in iTunes. Uh, we did like three shows in a row where we read your guys' reviews and uh, we got some to catch up on. We figured we would take some time to read your reviews since you guys took the time to leave us reviews and say, for the most part, nice words. There's a couple uh, feedback sessions that we'll go over and tackle and tell you why you're wrong about giving us lower <laughs> than five stars. Uh, I think that's only fair. Uh, in the future, though, if you do want a shout out or for us to review your re- read your review, uh, just go over to iTunes and uh, even if you don't use iTunes, just leave us a review and uh, we'll give you a shout out. So. With that being said, the first review is titled "This review was made." as a Mad Libs by the Pink Triceratops. <laughs> okay, bear with me. These are like the first time I'm reading these. Though jumping from a moving car may sound like something that only happens in a bad Travis movie, you might <laughs> just need to know how. What if somebody decided to kidnap you for $5 for ransom? Two super effective thugs grab you off the street and toss you into a car. A 1998 Pinto with an outside American <laughs> license plate. You're healthy eating, pet of battling, but <laughs> but to no available. The door slams on your fate. Wait, the, the door slams shut, and your fate is inside your own Pokeball throwing hand. Here's how you save yourself. Uh, try, to, <laughs> try to grab the car's emergency quick claw. This could slow it down a bit. Two, quickly open the door. Jumping out, berry picking away from the car at a 720 degree angle. Three, aim a patch 
of build or another super spot to break your fall. Or four, keep eating as you hit the ground. Yeah, just saved your life and a few bucks in ransom. <laughs> that was the whole review. So, what is a Travis movie? I mean, well, it, let's let's be fair, Travis. It says a bad Travis yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but it seems like in said movie you would be driving a Pinto. Apparently, a '98 Pinto. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a 98, yeah, 98 Pinto. Um, thanks, Pink Triceratops. It, it, it was funny. Uh, next one is still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> the decision is in, and it is funny. <laughs> uh, next the court rules, funny. <laughs> funny, now moving on. Uh, still waiting on Conquest, LOL, by Haas. Two seven five. Oh, whoops. Whoopsies. Uh, hey guys, I wanted to thank you for covering a topic I hold dear, Pokemon. You guys make me laugh from Travis and Will going at it to SBJ messing up names. Smiley face. So I have three things to ask. One, in the next Pokemon, it has parentheses, Z game, what are your thoughts of Pokemon doing a class system? So let's say you pick a doctor title. Or a class that lets you heal your Pokemon on the spot, or a braiding class, I would assume, making it easier to hatch eggs, or or a scientist class, which is more efficient with potions. Uh, I guess we'll answer that before we move on to the second question. Uh, I like that idea a lot, actually. Um, it would, it would. I feel like it would promote more training interaction between people. Maybe one class of trainer would have benefits that that another person would want, so they'd trade their po- that Pokemon over so they could have their friend help them out and trade back. I, 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 I do like that idea a lot. I think that's super awesome. Um, I don't know what a competitive class would get. Maybe like X-Attack and X-Accuracy. Um, maybe it would be easier to EV train or something. Oh, okay, that's true, that's true. That's true. I just hate X-Accuracy and X-Attack and X-Defense. They're the worst. I just sell them for money. That's and not I'm much. Now they're like 200 pokey dollars, which gets me like one level in the daycare. Yeah. Uh, two, have you thought about doing a... Have you thought about doing like a Pokemon fan mail... So that listeners can ask you guys questions. I guess that's kind of like... kind of what this is. Kind of. Yeah, we told people to email us, and then they did. And then if we don't remind people to email us, they don't. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just our yeah, we used to read email. We used to read emails on the show. You read my email on the show yeah. when I was just a humble fan. And now you know the mess you've gotten into. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd never sent that email. That's right. My All- life's just gone to crap. Sometimes that's how you get on the show. You send an email, and then I feel bad for you, and then all of a sudden sudden your name is Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had to get my name legally changed (laughs) to appear on this show. Three, when are we going to talk about Pokemon Conquest? Um, Never. Conquest is a good game, and it reminds me of Final Fantasy Tactics, and I think it's cool that there's a very long post-game that goes on for a very long time. Look, we talked about Conquest. Yeah. It's a good we'll, game. We'll probably have to get Kenny on. He, like, 100%. Kenny really adores 
Conquest. I mean, I liked it. I just, I came out at a really bad time. For me, at least. I mean, it came out yeah. during the summer, which is probably like amazing for our listeners yeah. or other people. But for me, like that's, I remember when it came out because I was moving and that was also mm. like maybe a, a couple weeks bef- after Diablo 3. So like I was very dedicated to Diablo 3 and then I moved and then I just didn't play anything. And then he said, thanks, guys. Keep up the good work, question mark. Um, I don't know if that's supposed to be an exclamation point. or I think, I think it's a question because, you know, are we even doing good work? Like, he's leaving it open. <laughs> is, is this work? Uh, yeah. And then he said, P.S., thanks for adding me on the 3DS SBJ. I added a lot of people. I don't know who's on my 3DS list. Uh, this is one of our more critical reviews, actually my- Possibly our only critical review, but uh, deserves to be read because they deserved to make the, take the time to write said review. Not sure if that sentence made sense. Uh, you, you know, that's why they listen. Uh, titled, <laughs> They Can Still Do Better for the Community by D-Man McNasty. <laughs> I think I got that right. That's a good start. It's a good start. Uh, so... Most of the new episodes that come out are only brief news information, and then half of the time these hipsters are saying how they have nothing to talk about and then continue to talk for two hours. I believe that they are smart, capable humans who play Pokemon and can probably start doing episodes that include strategic play with their favorite Pokemon or Pokemon that might be worth looking at, or at least have more segments that involve using Pokemon for competitive battle. However... If you do begin doing that, it would best to certainly not talk about OU Pokemon as Talonflame, Tyranitar, Exodrill, etc. Because they are just getting really old to see and it would be great to hear some ideas about Pokemon that don't get to see the light of day as much. Overall, this podcast isn't too bad. I find myself ditching the the podcast after they spoke about their news uh, because most of the time they are, they have that hipster talking whose voice sounds so hipster it makes you want to hate him. PK, I wonder if that's me. I wonder if that's me. Maybe it's Will. It's got a, it. Um, Will's pretty hip. Gotta, <laughs> no, Will's just an old man. It can't be Will. It's probably me. It's. It could be, it could, I, I'm just. I'm, I'm just gonna say it's me. Yeah. Well, who else do we have on? I, maybe it's. No, oh, this was before Logan. We're calling. I'm calling Logan a hipster now. Um, <laughs> and then he says, "PKM and Cast, I know you can do better." XOXO. I think. I mean, when people first started listening, we would do a segment called "Featured Team," mm-hmm. which would correspond with an article we did on the site, which made it very easy because I could just look at said article, uh, and it involved a lot of fan interaction because these were teams that fans would send in. And then I would put it into a template, and then we would talk about it in the show. And it was pretty cool. Uh, the downfall to that is it took me about an hour to make each template for people's Pokemon teams. And that was around the Heart Gold Soul Silver time. Yeah. And I was not the best competitive battler. And then we had Travis on, and then. That was before we started branching out beside, before battling all together. So primarily the show was very video game heavy until we moved into anime and we moved into the TCG and until we moved into talking about nothing. Uh, and I think in, <laughs> I think that 
in our switching between all those different paradigms, what we found was that when we did a very video game centric episode of uh, an episode dedicated to um, competitive play that it alienated a lot of folks in the sense that a lot of people are not really interested in competitive Pokemon, especially people in, in, um, in our listenership, you know, folks that um, are super into the very, the, you know, the like up to date metagame of, of singles. Um, There are, there are a lot of programs um, more so YouTube channels and things, I guess that, that people go to for that. But I think we found that our, Fans on the whole, we alienate more people by focusing a lot in competitive play than we did uh, doing what we do now. There are certainly some some people who would like us to talk about competitive play more, but uh, just from our interactions on Twitter and and reviews in the, of the show and things, it, it it's sort of been clear to me at least that um, that what we do now is is what most people want to hear would you agree with that steve yeah totally um i think really we could go back and do feature team and it's not like we're never going to do another feature team i'm sure mm-hmm. that we'll have even once a month or something yeah. as opposed to every single episode um but there are people like aaron zhang um who we did an interview with him last month on the site mm-hmm. and he is a very outstanding competitive battler and he has a very awesome YouTube channel that teaches people how to competitive battle and gives them suggestions and everything. And honestly, there's no way for our show to compete with somebody at, with that much talent. Um, and he's really good at what he does. And like, that's just not a space we want to compete in, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, it, it's, a, I think what we do best is not that we're not best suited for that. Right, and just like somebody who is casually into Pokemon or you know just likes playing the game is really into it, they're probably not going to watch Aaron competitively bat not not our Aaron on the show, Aaron Zhang. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to watch Aaron Zhang's YouTube videos because they don't care about competitively competitive battling. Mm-hmm. But if you do, you should watch his stuff um, because he's pretty great, and that's kind of where we fall into. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who play the TCG that don't like when we talk about video games, and there's probably people who play the video games that don't like when we talk about TCG, but uh, news is news, so we try to cover it all if it's movie news or Lego news or, or whatnot. <laughs> we try yeah. to get it all. So. We have sort of found an equilibrium, though. Of We sort of intuitively know how much of, of one specified topic we can delve into before we start to bore too many folks or, or, or talk too specifically to a specific chunk of our, our listener base without um, throwing a bone to the rest of them. Yeah. And, and just being an audio-only podcast, it's kind of hard to get some things across without visuals. Um, yeah. Like, I'm really into the Netrunner card game, and I listen to a Netrunner podcast, but still when they're talking competitively without memorizing cards, I'm not sure what they're talking about off the top of my head, so it's kind of hard for me to follow along. Um, and it, it, may, it sounds like we're making excuses for not doing what you want to see in the show, and we're sorry we, you, we can't achieve that, but I think we hit a pretty good medium, and if you're looking for mm-hmm. competitive stuff, 
Um, YouTube is way better than we can ever be unless Travis wins the national championship in two months. Watch out. <laughs> I, won't even be, I won't even be there. That's how big of a surprise it's going to be when I win. <laughs> They've already announced you as winner. So yeah. you, you already have your pass to Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but thank you for the uh, constructive criticism. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, next one is Such Epic Much Podcast by Spartan Snorlax. This podcast has saved me from utter boredoms many times. The host, Steve, is awesome, and so are the cast he has. I wasn't sitting here at the beginning. I wasn't here since the beginning. So like any Pokemon fan, I would download all the episodes and listen to every single one of them. The show is awesome. Keep up the good work. P.S. Will is awesome, and Travis is cool, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um... That's how I would describe myself. Well, I wouldn't even go that far. And uh, they said another P.S. Pidgeot. I think they want me to say it how I said it in, like, episode eight. You Um, gotta. I gotta. I haven't said it in so long. That was, like, a spur of the moment kind of thing. Let me try it, though. Um, Pidgeot! (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Pidgeot! (laughs) Pidgeot! Uh, There you go. Thank you, uh, Spartan Snorlax. Good username. Uh, next one, Pokey Love by Squints XY. What's up, everyone? My name is SB, just SB, Sean Barber. I, I, <laughs> I love your show, Defects and All. That's what gives this podcast character. Anywho, I understand that you guys are working on covering the anime, so I have an ideal. Instead of doing something boring like going over every detail of the show, do a top fi- t- do a top three favorite things about each episode. This will allow you to get through episodes quicker and those who have already watched don't have to hear about it again. Uh, you guys are the best entertainment on iTunes. Keep up the good work at squints XY. If you want to follow Sean on Twitter, that's his Twitter name. Um, Sean, the Japan man, Baber, Barber, Baber, Baber. I like the, we were described as the best entertainment on iTunes. Not even best Pokemon content. Not even best podcast. Best entertainment on iTunes, which yeah. arguably that's all iTunes is. Watch out! I think we made it. We Game made of it. Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's uh, really cool. Thanks, Sean. Uh, because you left an awesome review and you left your iTunes, yeah, you left your Twitter name, so it's very easy for me to do that. Uh, if you want to follow. Sean, it's at S Q U I N T S X Y. Um, yeah, best. Uh, I like his suggestion about the top three favorite things about Thank each you. episode. Uh, that's on Twitter. On Twitter, uh, yeah. So he said, uh, do top favorite things about each episode. Uh, I like that. I think we're gonna try that when we start diving more into the anime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a couple more. Uh, this is my favorite po- Pokemon podcast by Mr. Nez Dude. Nez as in Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, I love the podcast. It is... Oh, sorry, I tried to do it like enthusiastic because it was in all caps, but it didn't really work out. Uh, it is my favorite po- <laughs> It is my favorite Pokemon podcast. I think it's actually the best because you guys usually keep it clean and give me an episode every week. But I wanted to tell a story 
Oh, man. I don't know how long this is going to get. Oh, it's not that bad. I was sitting on the bus one day playing Pokemon Y, or was it X? I always get them mixed up. And the kid next to me sat down. He looked astonished, then begged me, let me play it. He wanted to play my game. He wanted to play my 3DS. He offered me Pokemon Blue. What? What is going <laughs> on here? Well, I already had that game. I like where this is going. So I declined. The next day he was back, and again, eventually we settled that he'd play my 3DS and get his, and I'd get his copy of Pokemon Sapphire. What? Interesting story. You gotta keep going. You're you're leaving me hanging, Steve. That was it. That was all. That was the whole review. Oh. Congrats on your, your copy of Sapphire. You're going to need to play it so you know what to expect in the upcoming remake. That's right. It's no Alpha Sapphire. It's true. I'm a, I guess I'm a little confused. So it sounds like this guy just wanted to play in exchange. He'd give you this old <laughs> yeah. game. Kinda Not like, even as collateral, but just as 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 toll for using this, this our, right. our listeners 3DS. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thanks for the review. Uh, next, we have uh, Funny Informative Can't Pronounce Names. This podcast is for you by Clarabella23. I would assume that she's either 23 years old or her favorite number is 23. She was born in 1923. <laughs> uh, amazing podcast. I love how you banter against each other and just joke around. It's funny how Steve can't pronounce 99.9% .9 of Pokemon people town names uh, <laughs> if anyone is looking for a good funny pokemon podcast this is for you i can't wait to listen to my review on air steve there's no way you can bubble sort up my name uh no i don't think i did i think i did it well i love the random randomness that sometimes happens i listen to you guys because you know what's going on in the pokemon world uh you guys are amazing keep up the good work and no guys you not you not losing any viewers well, I don't think we had viewers. I think we just had listeners. I would love if you guys do feature team again. I'm still listening to old episodes uh, that I find funny and amusing. You guys should have Irene back on. Keep up the good work. Uh, yeah. First. First. We should have Irene back on. Yes. Second. What if the 23 does not signify her favorite number, her age? No. Doesn't even signify that she was born in 1923. She was born in 2023. <laughs> so in this the is, future. This is a Celebi time travel shenanigan we're seeing right here. Conclusive evidence. There's no other explanation other than the explanations we just listed over and over again. I mean, that would make sense. The fact that I got <laughs> it her... It would make sense. The so fact that I got right. her name just right. like how aliens built the pyramid. I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> uh, thanks for the review. Uh, next one is, if I carve a Bidoof out of peanut butter, will SBJ finally let me write for the site? By Dev Devi King. Um, and then the review is, or a Golduck for that matter. Uh, <laughs> that was the whole review. Uh, Devi King, if you're still listening to the show, uh, if you want to write for the site, if you go to PokemonPodcast.com and you scroll down to the bottom of the site, I believe it says write for us. Click on that and then send me an email. And then we can make things happen. But if you want to carve a Bidoof out of peanut butter... Um, yeah, no one's stopping you. No, no one's stopping you. And if you 
if it's I mean, even if it's bad, if you take a picture, I think we'll put it on the site or at least tweet it out to yeah. people. It's got to be better than the Lego Zapdos. <laughs> it has to be better than any of those Lego things we talked about. Uh, next is great podcast by Super Kirby one two eight. I listen to the podcast almost every day, and it saves me from this thing called boredom. The hosts give information on nearly every aspect of Pokemon, from the TCG to the VGC, and everything in between. Keep up the great work, guys. P.S. Is it okay if I take a jar of peanut butter, write Bidoof all over it, <laughs> then hit it with a pigeon so hard that the jar breaks, and if the pigeon survives, name it Bird Jesus, and force it to watch Electric Soldier Porygon while giving it a test on the s- physics of w- Wumbo. <laughs> Yeah, it said to M for Minnie instead of W for Wumbo. No, that would not be okay, because that would be animal cruelty. Uh, <laughs> there's so much going on in that sentence. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's like, he's like uh, a clockwork oranging this pigeon so that it's forced to watch the, uh, the most traumatic episode of Pokemon of all time. Yeah, the one that was banned in the, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not more. the only one. Not the only one, yes. Uh, made spring break tolerable. This is how behind we are. This this rabbit <laughs> rabbit night is talking yeah, about how, spring break. How long, how long are we going to be sitting here? I have sleeping to do eventually. <laughs> it's only 9 p.m., but the right things are going right now. Oh, we got like four more. Um, okay. I enjoyed bringing... Uh, wait. I enjoyed binging? on this podcast while being sick over spring break. Oh, that was a bad spring break. Thanks for the entertainment. I like the light-hearted approach to competitive VC, G, VGC from Travis, and the rest of the gang is alright as well. I'm curious if you hey. have... <laughs> I'm curious if any of I'm you have this seen or played the Pixel Mod mod for Minecraft. I have seen and I have played the Pixel Mod mod for Minecraft. Not extensively, but I did like just tooling around with it. I think it's really interesting. And some of the newer updates you can actually battle with with people and stuff, which is cool. You get you find Pokemon in the wild in your Minecraft world and and you level them up by battling either wild Pokemon or if you're playing on multiplayer with other people, which can be really fun. Oh, wow. Cool. I didn't know. I I know people made Pokemon in Minecraft. I didn't know that it was taken to a further level. They're probably better than the Legos we talked about earlier. Certainly. Uh, next review is I'm a Pokey fan by the boss, but the S's are dollar signs. Uh, these men are these men might be the reason I wake up. Out of all the podcasts in the universe, this is my favorite. My five IV Bidoof named Peanut Butter is dedicated to you guys. I listen while I push carts. Overall, these guys are great. Thanks, man. Thanks, boss. Where's I love how this peanut butter Badoof thing happened on an episode I was not on. Yeah, you you dropped the ball there. Who was on that episode? Just, oh, it was just Will I and I. Gone I often. Yeah, we we'd have funnier content. All right, almost done here. Yeah, uh, you guys are great. By the by, real Weston Price. I've been listening to Pokemon podcasts for a couple months, and I gotta say, you guys definitely helped me get through my midweek hump. At work by providing one to two hours of nonstop entertainment with a great mix of pokey news, tips and tricks, 
and general joking all around. I especially like that you guys touch on aspects outside of the video game and delve into the anime, TCG, and other mis miscellaneous Pokemon nonsense that someone like me generally sticks to the games wouldn't usually hear about. Thanks for all the great entertainment, and keep doing what you do. Thanks. See, one listener appreciates that we talk about everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank Arceus for Mega Charizard X and this podcast by Dr. Mr. T07. Holy Badoof episode 141 made me shinx myself. <laughs> you guys are so freaking funny. SBJ, thanks for putting out an awesome podcast together. Will, thanks for the health tips. And Travis, thanks for the competitive info. What is that? I hope episode 40, 141 was one that I was not on. We can just have further proof that I should just be kicked off of this, this program. Are you, are you checking on that? Oh, I am. I mean, read the next one. I'll get back to you. All right. That next one is <laughs> next one is by Logan, the Logan who's been on said show. Uh, best use of the word, yeah, and great healthy yeah. living tips. I used to eat all kind of carbs and gluten. Lost lots of poutine in my poutine in my diet. Now I'm fit and healthy. Thanks, Pokemon Cast. I tried poutine once. I didn't like it. I've never had poutine. It's a Canadian thing, from what I've been told. It is. This pod is dope by Bomb Gun Syringe. They're little emoji cons, I guess. This one swad pod is uber swad. I am listening to it while <laughs> swagging. It makes me swag so hard that I yell my own reaction. I'm a huge fan. Dogfish. Well, I don't know what to say. They gave us five stars, so that's so that's all that. I was actually on episode one forty one. That's the one where we talked about the difference between the 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 attractiveness difference between VGC and TCG dudes. Well, that's the one where Will talked about the yeah, attractiveness. Yeah. What was the title of one forty one? How to lose regionals? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was the first one Logan was on. I feel like. Yeah. There we go. Oh, no, Logan was on 140. Oh, okay. And then we brought him back, I think. Yeah. Um, last review, last review is why all the Gen 3 hate. Gen 3 remake hype <laughs> Mega Legendaries by Idiot. Idiot Tank. Um, That was published on well, May... Well, Gen 3 hate, because I don't like it. That was published on May 7th. Was that before or after... That would have been. This did this listener predict the hmm. future? I think they predict the future. Oh no no May seventh was the announcement. Oh, okay. So probably not unless they did it before that, but we have no no proof. Uh, but thank you. I don't hate Gen three. It's just it's just definitely the worst Pokemon game. It's the worst of my favorite series. Mm, I think Black and White two has Gen three beat. I would disagree. I also think Black and White 2 is, is sort of weaker than some of the other entries, but Gen 3 is just very hard for me to get into. The story's too slow. Too much water. A lot of water. Um, yeah, so we are all caught up on American iTunes reviews, so thank you everyone who took the time to leave us a review. Uh, if you want to leave us a review, we would appreciate that because we are 11 reviews away from 400 reviews in iTunes. 
Uh, and if you left us an international review, now that we are caught up with those American reviews, uh, we can tackle you guys in the next episode or so. Uh, but otherwise, that has been our show. Travis, where can they find you? Twitter.com slash TheTravisW. And if you want to play Hearthstone with me, I'm, you can just send me a direct message on Twitter and I'll give you my battle ID. Nice. If uh, you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter is at Dragging a Lake. And if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, I'm, we're on Facebook at Facebook slash PKMNCast. And as always, you can listen to us on in iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, on Omni Radio, on Scatter Radio, on the website, which is PokemonPodcast.com. And... Uh, yeah. When are we going to be on terrestrial radio? That's right. Oh, we're also in the Windows Marketplace, and I'm sure... I, does Android have anything? I don't know. If they do, then you guys have found us some way. Uh, and if you, if you have any questions for the show or whatnot, you can also send us an email. It's uh, You can do that by going to PokemonPodcast.com or our email address... To me is sbj at pcamncast.com. Um, thank you, Travis. You're welcome. Until we get- are you, are you going to thank Red? Uh, Red, I am. I am so sorry, Red. Thank you for being on. I would. I I know he's he's shy. First episode. <laughs> First episode off. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are. Super effective. Super effective. Good night, everyone.